We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender at Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Friday, December 1st. We'll be taking a look at some GPP strategy for the Week 13 NFL slate this Sunday. Hit that thumbs up button first thing in the door. Smash that like button. Give me those thummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Joined by John Breslin, Squirrel Patrol. Take a look at, we have some, okay, we have some games this this week. It's not all doom and gloom. We have some really doom and gloom games, John. But, uh, but yeah, GPP strategy, we got to start off. We, we got to start off very strong. The Dolphins, 29.5 implied team total. Is, should we just end the show? Because we, we we've had we've had we've done these shows on Friday so often where it's like the Dolphins have are going to score a lot of points, and you basically say, "I'm just going to play a lot of Dolphins." Take care. Hit the like yeah. button. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's even worse this week. It's even more like Dolphin centric this week uh, because of Zach Moss. Um, so, like, there's a question in the expert survey to be released. I think probably this afternoon. Like, what's your favorite correlation on the slate? And I think for the first time after years of answering that question, I actually picked players in two totally different games. <laughs> That's my favorite correlation, Zach Moss and, and Tyreek Hill, um, because Hill has just like consistently performed every week this year. And they've, they, they're raising his price. Uh, he's at 10000 on on FanDuel. Uh, and that would be like unobtainable. And then we just got Zach Moss sliding in with the workhorse role. Uh, you know, it's the Colts running back with Jonathan Taylor out. Uh, and that makes all of the Dolphins like doable. Uh, so it's it's going to be an interesting week because this is like our first like big big like chalk week at at position like at uh, skill positions right with like wide receiver and running back. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see like how the ownership percentages like shake out like when we actually flip over the cards on on Sunday. Um, but it's going to be hard to get away from the Dolphins. Well, you mentioned Zach Moss. Let's talk about that before we start. I know normally we talk about team stacks and game stacks, right? That's that's our, what we do here on Fridays, but 
I think we have a very unique case. This is, I don't consider this to be a case very similar to like the Raheem Mostert week when he was like 6,200 and 50% owned. And we, we've had, we've had some of these like chalk fests, a guy that's 40, 50 plus percent owned. Though those occasions, they may have been slightly over-owned, but we have a, I mean, Zach Moss, I mean, he's $4,600. I mean, it's like, if I, I've run lineups earlier this morning, I can't, it comes up a hundred percent. Like there's no, I don't, I don't not get a lineup with Zach Moss. Like I, it's hard not to, we have his ownership at 47% in large field. I think he ends up coming in even higher than that. Yeah. But I know that I know, I know. Let me let me let me get all the the chat the chat trolls out of the way. Even though they, we don't get chat trolls, what happens if he gets hurt, right? What happens if they mix in Trey Sermon? What happens if what happens if the Colts just can't move the ball? Like like all of that is already factored into the range of outcomes that that his mean projection shows, and his mean is almost eighteen, and he's forty six hundred at running back. I'm playing like 12 GPP lineups, John. I think this is one. This, this just, I'm just playing all him in all 12 lineups. Like I, I, yeah. I don't see a, I don't, I don't see a reason not to. That even if he underperforms and gives you 12 points, he he still is likely to still be in the winning lineup anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I think like playing 12 lineups and saying I'm going to play all 12 with Zach Moss is totally reasonable. Um, I like this is a situation. I think he's the top play on the slate. I won't look to like get different. Well, something I always do in situations like this because we have like less extreme versions of this. Like I always like sort by like um, by fantasy points, right? And then see like okay, like Zach Moss is forty six hundred or whatever. I think on Fanduel was he uh, like fifty five hundred or something like that. Yeah. Uh, see like when what's the next highest player that you can get for cheaper, right? And it's like a ten point difference. I think between I think it's like Miles Sanders on <laughs> Fanduel. Uh, might be like was uh like it's like the Titans backup <laughs> Spears on 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 DraftKings um is like the next highest projected player at that price point. Like people will I I I know I'm gonna do the Sunday morning show and we're gonna spend probably 10 minutes talking about Trey Sermon. Uh to be like, oh I want to play like Trey Sermon. Um I like I I'd rather play like Antonio Gibson than like than Trey Sermon. Um but yeah I uh just play Zach Moss. Like, I'll aim to be at or a little bit over the ownership mark. I won't own him in 100% of lines because, like, stuff does happen. Um, he could get hurt. He could, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to want to play Trey Sermon. Um, you know, the, the Colts could just completely stall. So there's a possibility he, like, he fails and he's not in the winning lineup. Um, but it's probably less than a 40, like, 53% chance, right? Like, like forty eight percent is probably not high enough, and I think he'll probably be owned it. I'd, I'd take the over. This is probably about right. It's probably be owned about fifty percent of lineups. I'll try to be like maybe a little bit over that mark. Well, you mentioned uh, the Dolphins. Now Zach Moss being a cheap piece. Now we look at the Dolphins here. You got the you got Tyreek, right? You got Waddle. Like how how are you looking to play Tyreek? Or are you looking to play Dolphins? Because two is 7,900. So two a plus Tyreek. Is there a second person? Do you play Durham Smythe? Do you play Braxton Berrios? I mean, Fandle, you don't have to worry about it so much. But DraftKings, 
I mean, our it gets expensive because a lot of Tua Tyreek lineups. I mean, to be fair, a lot of lineups are going to have Zach Moss in it, but especially Tua Tyreek Zach Moss lineups. Once you add Waddle to the stack, I mean, had I mean, do you have do you have some VIP access to get more salary into your lineup than anyone else? Like, yeah. are are you are are you still saying? I mean, you're going to play lineups like that. You'll find multiple value pieces. You'll play Zach Moss. You'll play an A.T. Perry or something. You'll play, like, all these 3K guys and just hope the Dolphins put up, like, 50-plus points. Or is your focus on the Dolphins more on Tyreek Hill than on a Tua stack? It's more on Tyreek Hill. And I'll probably, like, Tyreek Hill will probably be my highest-owned wide receiver, but, like, single-entry cash and, and GPPs on Sunday, unless, like, unless something happens. Um, I'll, I, I kind of like some Raheem Mostert as a pivot off of Tyreek Hill, uh, because everyone's going to be down a running back spot, right? Like everyone's playing in Zach Moss <laughs> or so 50% or so of lives will be down at least one running back spot. So I think Mostert won't be as highly owned as he should be. Um, and, but I think you can play Mostert Hill and just see what else you get. Um, I don't, I won't go crazy trying to be like super over the field on, on Tua, um, because I, I think there's a chance it's just Tyree Kill, right? Like if Tua throws two touchdowns to Tyree Kill, then you don't necessarily need Tua, but you probably do want Tyree Kill. Um, although like 100 yards and a touchdown for Tyree Kill probably doesn't pay off his salary, which is something we should keep in mind. And that's why I'll, I'll have a lot less Tyree Kill than Zach Moss. Like Zach Moss is mispriced. Tyree Kill is just highly priced, but in a very, very good matchup. If you were to play Tyree Kill... What what are your thoughts about playing the stack on the other side? Being that you're playing Sam Howell plus Terry McLaurin plus Logan Thomas, and you run it back with Tyree Gill. Do you it? Are you looking to build those types of lineups? Because I think Howell, I'm not saying he's going to be high owned, but I think he'll be one of the more owned quarterbacks. I think McLaurin will be one of the more owned wide receivers. But in combination, like if you're going to play Tyree Gill. Why not play the commanders on the other side? Sam Howell's probably going to drop back at least 40 times. Whether or not he gets there, even dropping back 40 times is a different story. Are you still under the belief of like, you'd rather just play Dolphins and just play Tyreek Hill and don't worry about the commanders? Or is a game stack from the Washington side viable that you're looking to play? I'm not going to look to be over the field. On the commanders, I'll, I'll have some. Um, I you know I think like Curtis Samuel's interesting. Like Tyron McLaurin's interesting. Uh, I, like the commanders have been putting up, you know, been dropping back to pass a lot. It hasn't led to like a bunch of huge scores. So I I see Tyree Kill just running down the sideline over and over again for touchdowns. Like, does that mean the commanders are going to put up points? It doesn't mean they're not. It but it doesn't mean they are right. Um, so I'll, I think like Curtis Samuel or Terry McLaurin is a fine run back, but we're not going to be the only people to think of that. And I think that, that I think commanders runbacks might be overowned uh, relative to the commanders chances of success. Like just because the dolphins are going to put up a bunch of points doesn't mean the commanders are. So, I mean, I, I, I will definitely have some like Terry McLaurin. I will have some Curtis Samuel, some Logan Thomas. I'll have more of those guys in like, in lineups to have a bunch of dolphins or, or in lineups to have multiple dolphins. Like I think Tyree kill is just a fine play by himself to his plot. You know, 
you can play, you can add to it if you want for some lineups. I'm not going to go crazy with that. Like, I don't know if Tua will be like, if I have one lineup, I don't know if it'll have Tua at quarterback. I don't know if it'll have like a Washington run back, but it's probably, it's likely to have Tyreek Hill. Let's take a look at the very similar concept in the Colts game. Moss, high own. Let's say two scenarios. One, a lineup that doesn't have Moss. Is it more or less likely that you would play a Gardner Minshew passing stack as leverage against that? Or if Moss doesn't do well, it's possible that all the Colts don't do well. And maybe you don't want any of the Colts. Or you play Michael Pittman as a one-off instead of Moss. But let's say on the other end, if you're playing Moss, there's going to be half the lineups are going to have Moss. If you play Moss with like a DeAndre Hopkins, or you play Moss and Pittman, Moss and Downs, or you even plug in Minshew. It's not like Moss can't catch passes out of the backfield, and Minshew's cheap also. Why can't you play a stack of this game where you're playing Minshew, Moss, plus one of Pittman or Downs, and then DeAndre Hopkins, or even Derrick Henry, if you want, and you play a stack of this game. I'm not a big fan of the Titans, but a way to build around Zach Moss and have it be somewhat correlated to his performance. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think, like, Minshew's really underpriced. Um, I was was kind of going through this percolation of, I don't mind Bryce Young, um, and then I was looking as like, well, like Gardner Minshew is only like 400 more than, than Bryce Young. Um, so like Minshew's under underpriced. I like the idea of going with the Colts passing game, but I don't think that means you have to exclude Zach Moss. But yeah. Like I kind of like what you said, I think you can add Zach Moss to that stack and it's fine. Uh, and it's not necessarily because of his receiving work either, just as much as, as he's just too cheap, like as you know, his price fits, uh, and he doesn't have to have like an outstanding receiving day, but he does. Right, like he, he, could, he could rush, he could rush the ball for seventy yards and fall in the end zone once, and you're still yeah. fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think you can play Gardner Minshew with Zach Moss, and I, I do. I like the idea of adding Michael Pittman or Josh Downs, uh, and I think that's fine. Stack, and you don't need to run it back with a Titans player, but you can. Um, that they're kind of they're kind of fine. Like I, I really like Derek, Derek Henry last week. It turns out so did a lot of other people. He came in way over his ownership projections. Um, and yeah, I think Henry or, or DeAndre Hopkins is fine, um, but you don't need to add them. And I, I like the idea of being over the field on the Colts passing offense. Okay. So outside of these, what's a game, what's a game that you're looking to target? Uh, so I think one game that's pretty interesting is uh, New Orleans and Detroit. Uh, and I think some of the interest there is actually the uncertainty with, uh, you know, the Colt, the uh, Saints receivers. Because uh, Chris Olave, I think, is in the concussion protocol. I think Rashid Shahid is, is injured. Uh, Michael Thomas is out. Uh, so that, that really brings up a lot of question marks. And so if, was it, I get, think the guys in play now are like A.T. Perry, Jawan Johnson, and and Taysom Hill. Uh, I like I like the you idea of being You also got Lynn Bowden. You got Keith Kirkwood. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, any of these cheap wide receivers for the Saints could end up being, like, you go, oh, this guy all, all of a sudden gets a 32% target share, but you're not yeah. sure which one it may be. Or it could be the type of thing where it gets spread out so much that it doesn't – they're all 3K and they all get about 9 to 10 points and it doesn't matter. But do you think people are going to 
lean in towards the uncertainty or you think with Moss's with the mispricing of Moss it makes it less likely that people take shots on these cheap wide receivers I think it's yeah I think it's probably less likely that people take shots on the on the Saints wide receivers uh, because we're not going to know probably until later today what the exact situation is and it, it could even linger into like Saturday Sunday uh what you know what Saints receivers are going to be available to play but like, I'm going to have some interest. It's good indoor environment. Um, everybody's cheap. So I like the idea of being over the field on Monroe St. Brown and then um, running it back with like some, any number of Saints guys uh, or any of the, any of this cheap Saints guys. Like I could see anybody hitting here. It could be a Taysom Hill week too. We don't know. It could be Alvin Kamara. Um, so like, this is a game I'm interested in being over the field and games facts of this game. Uh, I'm as of right now, I think the construction, if you want to call it construction leverage, high price running backs, because we talked about like Zach Moss is going to plug, be plugged into so many lineups as a $4,600 running back, which means Tyreek Hill. I think more people will be willing to pay for Amon Ross St. Brown at 8,500 Tyreek Hill at 9,600, like the higher end of the wide receiver. Like these barbell lineups will show like that. And I think that the, the ownership on the high end running backs like Kamara and McCaffrey are the ones that are going to suffer a little bit more because it's one less spot, right? Because wide receiver, yeah. you could build, you could put into four spots, right? The three wide receiver spots and the flex spot. Now, once you put Zach Moss in one of your running back spots, that means there's only two spots left for any other running back, which means all this other running back ownership. Like if you have a take, on on a run on a running back this week. It doesn't mean you you can't play you, you play them with Zach Moss. It's just that overall running back ownership outside of Zach Moss is just going to be much lower yeah. compared to the wide receivers. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of my thought process with, with Mostert is Mostert because I think I think Moss is going to be so popular and Tyree Hill is going to be so popular. It's going to leave like le- just less ownership than we should see under him Mostert. I think Christian McCaffrey will see, still see some of his ownership. Um, it's going to be tough to fit him in with a lineup with Tyreek Hill, though. But I think people will do it. Uh, I think the guys that are really going to suffer, like Alvin Kamara, Raheem Mostert, like Kyron Williams. Um, I think those are the guys that have like the highest chances of success that are going to be like the most under-owned. Um, McCaffrey, like I'm certainly not going to avoid McCaffrey. It's just, no, I don't know. I You're kind of making a decision point between McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill. I'd rather play Tyreek Hill against the Commanders and Christian McCaffrey against the Eagles. So you mentioned this Lions Saints game. If you were to play it as a stack, would you be playing it from the Derek Carr side, or you'd be playing from the Jared Goff side? Probably Jared Goff, but I I think it's a better like mini stack. Like I think it's better to like pick another quarterback and then like maybe have Amon Ross St. Brown and some Saint that is healthy and playing, um, and then like have a game stacked of another game. But I if I, mean, I think I, I think Jared Goff would be the quarterback. This game that I'm most interested in. Problem with Derek Carr is that he gets in the red zone, which is what you, where you want your team to be. Like, like you want your quarterback to be in the red zone, and then Taysom Hill, you see number seven coming in, <laughs> taking snaps, um, and they do it doing like a five yard rush that doesn't get into the end zone. Um, so yeah, I, I I would have more interest in the Jared Goff side, but I think this is like maybe more of a mini stack game than a, a full stack game. Okay, you want to? Uh, here's the game that I'm targeting, maybe slightly off the board. 
There's a team. There's a team that has an implied team total that's higher than the Chargers. It's higher than the Saints. Higher than the Colts. Higher than the Commanders. Higher than the Broncos. Higher than the Bucks. Higher than the Eagles. Higher than the Rams. Only a point and a half lower than the 49ers. Only a point and a half lower than the Texans. Obviously lower than the Dolphins, but like they have, I think, the the fifth highest team total on the slate. Do you have any interest in uh, playing some Kenny Pickett stacks for the Steelers? Yeah, I, I probably. Um, I wrote him up last week as like the uh, quarterback, like the most the under-owned quarterback I was like most interested in. And he did go out and throw, you know, season high in, in passing yards. Um, unfortunately, there were no touchdowns <laughs> that came along with that. Uh, but you could say like that's a sign, a promising sign, right? Um, he, like Pickett didn't look awful last year. And he was somebody that you know, coming into the season, I thought he might do a little bit better. Um, like I think my stat last week that I wrote up was that he had five games out of 12 last year. Uh, of 250 yards or more, or 245 yards or more, something like that. Uh, and that was, like, he had not yet reached that mark this season. Uh, but he did last week. You know, he threw for 278 yards, like 120 of them went to Pat Fryermuth, who was the leading receiver in terms of yardage on the on the week. Um, so I, I probably won't go here in single entry, uh, but I think in larger field, like, yeah, I think you want to be over the, the field on Kenny Pickett. Uh, and the Steelers, and he, yeah, he's only like fifty one hundred on DraftKings, and like maybe it's a little bit of a of a blessing that he didn't throw those those passing touchdowns last week. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably aim to be over the field on Jalen Warren. Probably aim to be over the field on Kenny Pickett, but also bracing myself for disappointment. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right. And that's the way that I would want to play it. I want to play Pickett plus Warren plus Johnson. You plug in Moss into that lineup, dude, you play Tyreek. You you can, you can pay up for anything you want. You can play Tyreek Hill. I maybe even Christian McCaffrey in that lineup also, if it's so cheap. So, and I'm not even saying that you need Cardinals on the other side, but I get the feeling that people will be more likely to play Kyler Murray than any, I mean, the, the Steelers are five and a half point home favorites and the, the Cardinals look defense looked halfway decent early in the season. They're awful. Yeah. Like whatever you can say about Kenny Pickett and the Steelers, they have a new offensive coordinator and the Cardinals defense is awful. It's awful in, in all regards. And 
Yeah, when Pickett faces good defenses, yes, then his brain haywires and they don't play very well. But I mean, the implied point toy, I mean, I can't get around the fact that, like, oh, well, no one's going to play the Chargers, right? You go, oh, we mentioned that, like, oh, Herbert, Eckler, Allen's, like, those guys are so expensive and they have a lower implied team totals than a team that everyone on their team is 5K. So why aren't I playing the, just a team that's 5K and just, I hold my nose, right? We'll get to another one. I'll hold I have an even worse hold my nose one. Uh, but I don't think, I, I don't think picket stacks, I don't think Steelers are, I don't think they're bad plays. I don't think this is, I don't think this is as off the board as maybe some people would think. Yeah, I think that's, I think it's fine. I think the implied point total means a lot. Um, and I don't know, like the Steelers haven't looked good, but that means people are going to have a hard time putting them into lineups. So like, it's not a bad vomit stack. Like in terms of like nausea, it's a, uh, it's less nauseous than, than people would think. I agree. Do, do you have, do you, what, what's your off the, what, what, what would be off the board, but maybe not completely off the, the reservation that you're looking at? Yes. So mine's going to be Bryce Young and, and Adam Thielen. Um, and I think you know, I'm expecting like Bryce Young to come in with sub one percent ownership, or maybe you probably sub two percent ownership. Um, and I'll aim to be like double the field, maybe maybe triple. Uh, you know, but I think he's good like five percent play in a, a hundred fifty line. Fifteen and um, a half implied point total. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, new coach. So some of the same like dynamics that you've got with Pittsburgh, um, where there yeah, there's turnover at the offensive coordinator position with with Matt Canada. Um, you know, Carolina fired their their head coach. Um, Bryce Young hasn't looked good, and maybe that's just going to be a point of emphasis for them. You know, in the last last you know third of the season or whatever is is just we're going to throw we're going to have Bryce Young throw as much as he can, and and he's he's going to make mistakes, and that's fine. But like this is the number one pick in the draft, and not just the number one pick in the draft. Like he was like they gave up a lot of like future draft capital to acquire him, and like and DJ Moore. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, I think they've got to try to make Bryce Young look as good as possible, <laughs> um, you know, in, in the end of the season. Um, and it's a good defense to be doing that against with, with Tampa Bay. So, like, if Bryce Young's going to have success, it's going to have to be a week like this. Um, and he's, you know, he's 4,900. Like, he's not as cheap as I would like, but even at 4,900. Uh, but I think as, like, a 5% play, I think it's fine. And, like, Adam Thielen, like, he's got a kind of a natural stacking partner in Adam Thielen. And... I think Rashad Wade is a good play. Like, I think Rashad Wade's going to see some ownership. Um, he'll probably be the second highest owned uh, running back. But I, like, he, there's not going to be a lot of people pairing him with Bryce Young and, and Adam Thielen. So, uh, and that's that's a you know a set stack that it, it's conceivable, it's plausible that it hits right. Um, and then that's you know you put in Bryce Young, Adam Thielen, Rashad White, and then you are kind of affording whatever else you want in that in that lineup, and it's a plausible win. And then ownership-wise, you don't have to worry about anything because you're yeah. – I mean, Bryce Young is going to be – I mean, if he's 1%, I'd be surprised. Right. Like, if he like if he gets up to 1%. If Adam Thielen gets up to 5%, I'd be surprised. I, more people – I mean, Baker, more people will be playing Baker Mayfield. Like, 10 times the amount of people are playing May, – people will be playing Mayfield plus White plus Evans way before they play any Adam Thielen. So, right. like, if, if you want to – like, this, to me – I, I, li- I like your, you know, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the vomit stacks. The problem with the, the only problem I have with this is that Thielen is 6,600. So it's not as it's, it's vomit inducing, but the price is still 
Like it's not it's not cheap enough. Right. Jonathan Mingo's right there. Blow him. <laughs> uh, if, if that's not nauseous enough for you. <laughs> no, I, I, I got I got a I got a vomit one for you. All right. Okay, because I remember I just run lineups. So it's like I don't have takes, football takes. It just let me run 300 lineups. Let me sort out based on their ownership and projection and kind of like get rid of the higher own lineups and everything like that, and then see what's left, right? Kind of like you're sifting for gold, right? You're panhandling yeah. type of thing and see what shows up towards the top. Uh, if, if you want, I, I, got, I, got a, I got a discount stack for you, John, that if you want to pay for Tyreek Hill, if you want to pay for everything, uh, this is the one that came up the most. And, and remember, I didn't think this, the picket stack was like off. I think that's, that's fine, right? This one, this one you have to hold your nose a little bit for. And they have a three-point higher implied total than the Panthers. So I'm trying to Is tell Joe you. Flacco involved? Yeah, there you go. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> what do you think about Joe Flacco plus Elijah Moore plus David Njoku? And then you just just jam in everyone you want in the rest of your lineup. Yeah, so I, I saw that like pop up in some like optimal lineups. Uh I, I mean I think it's a fine tournament play. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we we need confirmation that Joe Flacco is starting, first of all. Uh, but I mean, yeah, what does Joe Flacco have to lose, right? <laughs> like, yeah, uh, so I think he could do worse. Um, I I don't think Flacco will be unknown. I I imagine if Flacco is starting, I think he'll be like much higher than one percent owned. Still probably like five percent or less. Um, but I think, yeah, I think that's a good play. And like, and I think like this with Bryce Young and Joe Flacco, even in like twenty max, I think that's fine. Like, have one or two lineups of Bryce Young and Joe Flacco. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like Joe Flacco's been you know pretty good throughout his career he shouldn't be 4600 if he's starting um you know and the and the browns like you know elijah moore and, and, and joku um like they're talented amari uh, cooper yeah i don't know go for it yes just look what you could do you go here you play there you put zach moss in your average remaining player salary is 6640 which includes a defense right so you yeah. could go in you play even if you want to play, we play the you know the Falcons defense against the Jets or something. You know you play chalkier defense, seventy four fifty. I mean, look at the you can you, you go on a shopping spree now. It's like yeah. okay, what do I want? All right, who do I want? Tyree Kill. Give me Tyree Kill. There you go. Right, you can pl- you can even plug in. I mean, like the literal chalk if you want. You can plug in Rashad White. You still have sixty nine fifty left. I mean, you're you're sitting here feeling like, oh look, I can play. Can I play Christian McCaffrey also? Yeah, forty nine hundred. I mean, look at this. I can play McCaffrey, Hill. I can plug in and I can play someone someone for almost, almost. if I take out the Falcons, I can play Deontay Johnson in this lineup. I mean, like, like, dude, essentially you're playing like the chalk of the chalk. And then just like, as long as the Browns put up like 20 points, 21 points, like if everyone else gets there, I mean, you're the only one that could have a lineup that has all these other guys in it. That's that to me, that's the appeal of the vomit stack. It's not the, it's not that the vomit stack. It's not like the Browns go off and like Flacco throws for four touchdowns. It's like, can I get 302 out of this stack? And can I get a, a Elijah Moore with an 18 and an Njoku with a 16? And then Christian McCaffrey is 40 and Tyreek Hill is 45. And all and everyone and you get flame emojis everywhere else and just 
like, well, how the hell do you afford having all these people? Well, yeah, you need to play. You need to play Joe Flacco. That's why. Yeah. I'll say that I think like, I think Elijah Moore, I think we've got him as um, like a, the second, second like highest point per dollar wide receiver. And I think Joku is like the second highest point per dollar um, tight end. I, so I don't think those guys are going to be under owned, uh, but we'll see. We'll see how things like shake out with the Saints. Uh, and I don't know how many people are going to be adding Joe Flacco, but I, I think you'll see some in Joku and some Elijah Moore in cash games. Well, we just had we just got news that uh, Michael Wilson's been ruled out to the Cardinals, so that'll that'll add some a little bit more ownership towards like the Greg Dorches of the world, the Cardinals, right? Because we get because this, I mean, talk about barbell builds. I mean, if we take a look at the a con like cash build on 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 DraftKings, like. You get Moss in there, right? You get Moss, you get Rashad White, right? A lot, and then people are going to play some cheap wide receiver, right? They're going to play Tyreek Hill, right? Play Tyreek Hill in this slot. Probably quarterback-wise, I think probably Purdy, maybe like the the cash type of quarterback or somewhere in that range, right? Even if you play the Falcons' defense against, uh, you know, Tim Boyle, right? I mean, and then you play Njoku, at the tight end spot, I mean, 5,300, I mean, like, dude, people are going to play a cheap wide receiver, whether it be Perry or something, you know, depending on the Saints. I mean, you're kind of looking at this lineup going, how can I, you still want to play some of these people. It's just that you may not want to play them all kind of together. Yeah, Greg Dortch is only 3,700 still. I think after games of like 11 and 13 DraftKings points, um, I think he's going to see some ownership. And then that's going to like drive up the, like people are going to play AT Perry, Greg Dortch lineups, or Elijah Moore, Greg Dortch lineups. Uh, and then, then you're going to be able to get like Tyree Kill and Christian McCaffrey. It's going to be right. an interesting week. Because like if you add Zach Moss to the mix, uh, yeah, then suddenly you've got, the fun right, you can play McCaffrey in this play. If you play Perry yeah. Moore, George, it's like, it just go, goes down to what defense you play. And of course, defense doesn't matter as much. So people will just yeah. play whatever defense and you're good. And yeah, it's it's kind of easy that way. But I mean, you're the thing about these barbell lineups that a lot of people don't seem to get. I view barbell lineups more as median cash viable than yeah. GPP. Yet, if you go into an optimizer like Lineup HQ, you're going to get a lot more of these types of lineups. But what it relies on, it relies on tight, like for a GPP, it relies on AT. It does, like, you don't need Greg Dortch to put up 25 points. Like, you'd love it. But if Greg Dortch puts up 12, you need Tyreek Hill to put up 45 points. Yeah. Like, the thing is, is that these cheap wide receivers, like, you feel comfortable when they give you 14 points but you have multiple of them in your lineup. Like, it's just that you're not getting enough raw points that you're relying on Tyreek and you're relying on Christian McCaffrey to like get a, such a ceiling that the only way to fit them in your lineup is to play these cheap guys that got 15 that typically in GPPs, you'd much prefer a lineup that maybe only plays one of these cheap guys and gets like those five K six K seven K level receivers that they, they, have a viable path to putting up 30 points that these three K guys really don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it'd be interesting. Like Tyree Kill might end up being a pretty uh, overowned if we had a, a couple of like cheap wide receiver value pieces. Uh, 
because he has to put up a lot of points for side. And it's, I mean, it's the dream wide receiver and dream matchup. Uh, but I agree. Like if you, yeah, you start jamming in some of these like three K wide receivers along with a, you know, 4,500 Zach Moss, like that's going to be a very heavily owned construction. And like one of those pieces is probably going to fail. Um, and it, you know, might be, you know, like when Zach Moss is going against the, the Titans, like it's possible. Yeah. That, yeah, that he fails or, or that, yeah, or the Dorch fail. I mean, he's a five foot seven wide receiver. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. Like, this construction could fail um, and it could be overwhelmed. So, are there anything else on the slate strategically that uh, you, you want to share? Um, I, you know, I think, uh, I think the 49ers and, and Eagles might end up being a little bit under owned because um, I think there's a possibility that game. You know, it's a playoff type game that, that ends up going over the total, similar to like the, the Eagles Bills game. So, I mean, and I think, um, I think like Brock Purdy is going to see some ownership, but Christian McCaffrey will see some ownership. But I don't, I don't mind the idea of going like Devo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. I think they'll end up being a little bit under owned because they're like, they're actually in that mid range, right? That uh, people are just going to jam in the value and have the funds for like Tyree Kill and or Christian McCaffrey. And then, there's not going to be a lot of guys in that middle range being played. So I like the idea of being like over the field on Brock Purdy, but then pairing him with like Debo Samuel, George Kittle, or, or Brandon Ayuk rather than Christian McCaffrey. Right. That seems like the type of game that like, that's the best game to watch. Right. But as far as stacking, it's like from a, from a salary perspective, it's just tough. I mean, how do you put in Purdy McCaffrey, AJ Brown, like all the pieces, you get no, there's no cheapies in this game that are worth playing and to stack this game. So like, like to me, it's a, it's a one-off. I, I, I like the Purdy Debo combination, right? And then you avoid McCaffrey. I mean, you could, dude, you could play Purdy McCaffrey Debo if you want, but I mean, you could do that as well. But I think, I think there'll be a lot of, truthfully, I think there'll be a lot of naked Purdies. Yeah. I think that I mean, one, a, uh, this actually, see, this actually feels like this feels like the type of slate that uh, that a naked cheap quarterback could be in the Millie winner, like a naked, like a like a Joe Flacco naked, right? It's just, right. it's a it seems like a type of slate where just looking at the quarterback projections that like no like. It, it, they all fall within a very similar range, no matter what the price is. That it's quite possible that like no quarterback puts up over twenty five fantasy points, right? And if no one puts up over twenty five, it does well. Well, what happens if Tua has twenty five? It's like yeah, but the five K quarterback that puts up eighteen is probably much more valuable to you because then you, the rest of your lineup you could spend for all the people that put up thirty plus points. So. I wouldn't put, I mean, am I going to build those lineups? Probably not. Right. right. But I, 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 it's, I wouldn't call you crazy if you designed your lineup and then filled in quarterback last with whatever was left in whatever I mean, if Bryce Young is 4,900 and it's just like, you, you don't have Adam Thielen, you don't have anyone in the game, but you like everything else in your lineup. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's crazy this week. It's not a heuristic that I use, but I think it's more viable on this type of week with how quarterback is projected than in other weeks. 
Yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head when you said um you know you're not going to build those lineups but like they could win. Like I I think the optimal lineup could very well be like not the tournament winning lineup, but the optimal lineup could be some super cheap quarterback that doesn't have a stacking partner. But yeah, I'm not going to build those lineups. And so like right. I, and I think the you know the the tournament winning lineup is probably going to be one of those these cheap quarterbacks with with a receiver that catches a touchdown. Um, and I like playing like naked quarterbacks when they can get like Dorian Thompson or obviously, right. Uh, I would play him without a stacking partner because he could maybe you know, rush for a touchdown. Like Joe Flacco, that's less likely. Uh, you know, he's Joe Flacco is less likely to get maybe the 30 or 40 yards he'd even want um, to, to you know, push him into the optimal lineup without a stacking partner. So I, you know, I think that there's going to be, it looks like there's going to be a number of like cheaper wide receivers that are, that are options, you know, the Elijah Moore, um, you know, kind of Jonathan Mingo. And I'd rather try to find, you know, the, the cheap quarterback that pairs with that, that cheap wide receiver. You'll have a show later today, the, the solo ship that's coming out later today. Anything, anything else? What's, what's on your content plate for this weekend for NFL as well as, MMA, but what, what do you got going on? Yeah, so doing my you know NFL expert survey, uh, consensus value rankings, um, you know lineup HQ tags, and then uh, do some NBA this afternoon. Then go right into solo ship, uh, and then after that, start looking at the uh, UFC slates. Well, take a look at that tomorrow. You're going to be on Crunch Time MMA tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'll be on Crunch Time tomorrow afternoon. I think. I think it's like three thirty. I think we got a four o'clock uh, card. I haven't looked like too too much of the card yet. Um, it should be a good one. It's a fight night card. Uh, man, I think we still have another like pay per view event before the end of the year. Yeah, I, I'm collecting t- five fifty five tickets for that one. Okay. Because, oh yeah, because I, I I've been playing the hockey and the hockey ones yeah. always overlay, so I just throw my lineups. Right. I'm just I I've gotten three five fifty five tickets when it's like seven man contest and it's like two minutes to lock and it's like two out of seven. And it ends yeah. up being filled with only three or four people. And I'm like, okay, I guess no one wants to play these MMA satellites in the hockey lobby. So I'll just take them. There's like cross sports satellites that don't like make sense. Like they have like PGA for, you know, satellites for UFC tickets. <laughs> like, like there's not like a bunch of overlap between like PGA fans and UFC fans, except for people that like overlay uh, like you and me. So, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I do. I think I've got like a one or two of the, the 555 tickets for the, the, I think it's like UFC 296 or something like that. Um, right. So that's, that's next, that, that, not this weekend. It's the following weekend. Yeah. Or no, two weeks. From, it's on the 16th, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. Right. Yeah, I think next week is the one that was supposed to be in Shanghai, uh, but then they had to move it to Vegas. Right. Which is good and for then a we'll have time. a break. Right. And then then we'll have a break in MMA. I think typically they, they it's like yeah. three or four weeks with nothing. Yeah, then they'll pick back up, I think, uh, mid to, I think mid-January. Okay, well, check all of that out. If you're a Roto Grinders Premium member, you'll get all of our content, all of our projections, all of Lineup HQ, all of everything. Click on that link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. You'll get, uh, you know, Score Patrols. Uh, you know, the, the the hitting the nuts. You know, you'll see his picture with the whole the, the nuts, the nuts in it. You'll get, oh, yeah. you'll get the everything. Glass. That's actually from inside glass. the octagon. That picture. I was but inside the UFC Octagon in Jacksonville. But they, they photoshopped the nuts into it. They photoshopped the nuts, yeah. I think you it's weren't like actually here. drinking nuts. You weren't. No. No, I did have a champagne flute in there. 
Well, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit everything. Hit all the buttons on your way out the door. Week 13 NFL slate coming up. We got Sunday morning, got tons of shows. Sunday morning, we got uh, NBA tonight, I believe. Small NBA, NHL slate. It's only two games, right? So we got NBA, Grinders Live, Crunch Time. We got all the NFL content coming out. The, the Blitz Show for premium members tomorrow. Uh, we got college. It's, there's, there's some college football. It's not like they have a conference playoffs or something. There's, something. there's so much stuff going on. I can't keep track of it all. But you can keep track of everything here, right? Because that's what I talk about. 11 o'clock in the morning, Monday through Friday. Everything you're thinking about in Daily Fantasy, props and pick them on Roto Grinders today.